Welcome to This Marketing Show, hosted by award-winning B2B sales performance coach, Rick Lambert, who has been selected by many of the world's most recognized companies to help them market and sell to win. Let's join Rick now. Hello, Rick. Welcome to This Marketing Show. Hello, everyone. We're going to talk about social posts today, Rick. Do people actually still do those? I don't think so. I think yeah. social's passed. Uh, oh, for yeah. some reason, yeah, people think social media is a nice to have now and not a necessity. So I think today we'll kind of turn the tables a little bit on that because we're absolutely tracking like, definitive ROI from our clients that are active on social media. I think the problem is a lot of people do it in pockets. They try it. Mm. They hire the millennial or Gen Z. <laughs> that goes for a couple months. They realize the typos or whatever happens and they, <laughs> they get away from it. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some common social media challenges that we're seeing with our clients, et cetera. All right. So there's no social challenges uh, that really ever happen with social media, of course. But um, let me walk you through what our clients are telling us in a normal basis. They say, hey, Rick, you know, um, and this is a lot of times when we're looking at someone's social presence before we pick them up as a client. But a lot will say, hey, we've got low engagement. So we're creating posts, but no one's really liking them, commenting, sharing, et cetera, because that's what really feeds the algorithms to give you visibility. And, you know, Melissa, maybe at the top here, we might want to quickly just make the point, like, why social media? So there's two types of marketing, really. One would be lead generation, and then the other side would be demand generation. And so lead gen is more of an immediate thing. Hey, we want to get somebody in our fishnets right now. Demand gen is more planting seeds so that when they are in the window of buying, we're top of mind at point of need. And so social media isn't always an immediate play. It's more of a long-term strategy. But I know uh, for our clients and ourselves, it's been a big payback. So low engagement. Number two would be inconsistent posts. Talk about that. Hey, you post today. You don't post for three months. You got to be in there, right? Active. It's no different than going to the social uh, business meetings you go to. If you're there every week, chances are you're going to meet more people, have more conversations versus, you know, once every three months. No LinkedIn strategy. Now, I know there's multiple social channels, but I would argue in B2B, you have to have a presence on LinkedIn. Content creation issues. So people don't know what to post. When we work with MBAs or business leaders or people running marketing, they're like, I don't really know what to post. And they don't have a calendar or the topics, which we'll talk about today. We'll give you 10. Um, Either they're not on multiple channels, by the way, because if you do it the right way, you should be able to create content one time, and then spread it across multiple channels. Now, if you're a marketing guru out there, you know that you should really do a different thing on Instagram and something different on Facebook. So we're just talking in generals today, but certainly isolated plans uh, are the best. How's this list going so far, Melissa? It's going good. There's four more. Come on, <laughs> I, let's do I it. I still got your attention. Um, <laughs> the other problem we see is who owns social media. So, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I thought Betty was doing it, or I thought Jim had social. So you have to have someone that owns it. And that's why a lot of times people outsource I would say a lack of measurement. So you're posting this stuff, but can you see, you know, beyond just engagement, like traffic to website, um, you know, did the person actually engage in different platforms? So they were they engaged in your email, social and blog type of thing. So now we're seeing some of those types of metrics, no paid on social, which is a huge, right? Uh, VIP pass to be in front of the person that you want to sell to. And lastly, we see a lot of companies, especially the resellers we work with, they waste their MDF funds, their marketing development funds, and they spend them on whatever, where social media is absolutely accepted now. So let's jump into maybe the 10 different types of posts. Again, to answer the question, you know, what should I be posting? What have you got as number one? 
I have community. So showcase the local impact you make in your community. For instance, here, let's show one of our clients, Allied Business Solutions, who they were in a, in a Babe Ruth con, uh, baseball thing and they got all their guys laying out with their poster, put it up. And I think people spend too much time you know, overthinking what they should post, but show what you're doing in the community. People love that, shows that you're authentic and real. And um, I think this is a really good example of that. No, a great example. And, you know, a lot of times people in the community, maybe they don't, maybe they're not involved with a local charity or something mm-hmm. to do with children or whatever. And why not just, as I've said to many people, just put the logo of the organization that you want to support in the community and post it. Hey, let's Absolutely. get around this organization. You don't have to actually be directly involved. The other thing, uh, employees. Okay. So one of the things we found is that the engagement on a post goes way up as soon as you start to show your people now internal engagement and from your customers. And so in this example here, we're showing for one of our great, great clients, sorry, modern office methods. We've got the women of mom here. And we, we captured the pictures of the people, the females, obviously, on this great team. And uh, these types of posts where you're showing your people, I think, serve well internally and externally. Absolutely. Next up would be products and services. So promote your offerings in a tasteful way. You don't always have to be pushing, pushing, but just in a tasteful way, like impression solutions here. They're, you know, talking about their print strategy, different ways to think about it. They offer a personal tour. And I think this is a great uh, post just to, you know, softly put it out there uh, of what you're doing. Yeah. So there's different theories, right, on the percentage of product pushes you should have. I mean, in this case here, you're going to see we've probably got maybe you know, 10% or 20%, you know, one to two of the 10 will be actually pushing your offering. But again, the, the, the concept is to draw people in, not be on a loudspeaker on social media, you know, touting what you've got, et cetera. I think in every industry, there's always stats or interesting information you can present to get your target buyer to think about maybe gaps or a desired state they'd like to get to. So in this case here, we'll show one of our great clients, Immersatech, who create basically audio solutions for people to enhance their their experience. So if you think if you're a gamer, for example, or unified communications, right? We see is one thing, but we hear is another. And in this case, they're showing uh, statistical data that showcases, right, the, the user experience and how audio can affect it. So just maybe it's a stat, maybe it's a chart like this, but showing industry data, I think, can support your sales objective more than you think. Absolutely. So recruiting. And uh, again, we're showing modern office methods here. And I think it's a nice tie in because they're hiring and they're showing a group of all their people. So it's back to that whole show your people. Right. Um, So just a little, you know, insight into their team and and we're hiring and we're excited about it. And would you like to join? So strengthen those messages. Don't just, you know, put an Indeed ad or a monster ad out there. Actually go to your social channels. Yeah. And, you know, more and more of our clients are asking for more recruiting ads and visibility. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we've done for clients is we did a video tour of their facility Mm -hmm. and it was literally an iPhone walkthrough. We put a bed to music on it and we can't believe the viewership that got. And they've told us that, hey, from a uh, recruiting standpoint that a lot of millennials and Gen Zs, they just want to see inside the building. So Absolutely. anyway, great point there. Okay. Next one is holidays. Okay. Now, if you look at a calendar, an annual calendar, you know what the big days are, right? There's Earth Day, whatever. And in this post here, we're showing an example of Halloween. Now, you know that the, the big ones, right? Seasons, greetings, all these Thanksgiving, all those. And with a simple bit of forethought, you can start to inject those holiday posts 
you know, and share, you know, best wishes to your client base. But, but a lot of our clients, you know, want us to queue those up in advance and make sure they don't miss a holiday. And also maybe it's a, their business is closed maybe on a holiday. So we mix that into the holiday message as well. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, customer validation. So prove your capabilities with third-party validation. So here we show Atlantic Tomorrow's Office, great client of ours out of New York. Um, why tell your own story when you can have your clients or customers tell the story for you? So here they've got a great quote from a client there from an education center. And so showcase what your clients are saying in and behind the scenes. Yeah. And, you know, this one here in particular is a Google five-star review. And, you know, we've talked about this previous in this marketing show, how, you know, let's say two companies are presenting to you, right? One is, uh, you know, they tell you why they're the best. The other one says, Hey, look, you can take my personal opinion, but you know, what if I showed you these Google five-star reviews and you start to show those. And really all we're doing here is, is transcending those Google reviews over into social media and uh, great, great example here. Great company that deserves a lot of five-star reviews. Absolutely. The next one we've got is awards and recognition. Now look at how, what are the luck here? I get my own. <laughs> um, sorry, Melissa and I joked around about this before saying, Hey, you know, who's going to get this one. But, you know, recently I was selected, uh, I think the only Canadian uh, to be recognized in this ENX award. And I'm just Congratulations, Rick. Hey, listen, it's, it's a lot because of the people around me. Um, the uh, uh, But in this case here, your company may win awards or, or you have individuals in your company that get certified maybe at a certain, you know, IT certification or maybe it's a safety certification. And all we're trying to show you here is how you can, you know, promote that, if I can call it on social media, with a benefit or an appreciation of people that gave you uh, the award. So don't miss those certifications or awards. I think they're really valid. And if you look at what your competitors are doing, chances are, you know, they're promoting their capabilities through this medium as well. Absolutely. And I, again, it ties back to the people within your company, right? Totally. Um, and we totally. talked about that earlier. Uh, next up would be polls and surveys. So Immersitech, who we mentioned before, a great client of ours, um, you know, engage your audience. So here they're saying, what is your number one pet peeve with virtual meetings? And it's 100% people not paying attention. So I'll wake up now. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But polls and surveys, great way. You see some engagement and then, you know, it gives you a, a reason to engage back with those folks and, uh, and potentially just carry it a little bit. Yeah, more. you know, I think people, they don't understand how easy it is to set up a poll. Like in this case, we're showing LinkedIn here. And with a click of a button, I mean, if you don't know how to do it, please reach out to uh, one of our folks at Into Communications. We'll show you. It would literally take you 30 seconds. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> and they're so I, fun. I love doing them. Well, they are. And, and you know, from a sales or marketing standpoint, you know, you can lay it out there and have your audience, right, your your, your network kind of comment and create the need for what it is you sell, right? And you can see these folks here that, again, are in the audio business, mm -hmm. um, the optimization of the audio experience. You can see how they're creating the need right here in the unified communication space. Hey, the last one we've got, the 10th one is lead generation. Now, you know, I always say to people, you know, people don't buy marketing, they buy what marketing does for them, right? And, and we talked earlier, lead generation, demand gen. So these lead generation posts should be something that, and I'm showing an example we've done here at Into Communications, to draw people back to a destination on our website where they would surrender their information to either receive some content, or in this case, it's a bit of gamification where you can kind of put your digital marketing to the test here. 
Um, but my point is that don't miss, like you said earlier, the products, let people know the products and services you've got. So a little bit of cell mix in there. And then these lead generation are very critical. Of course, if you've got some lead conversion set up on your website. So those would be the 10 uh, posts because Melissa, I can't tell you how many times, you know, me, we meet with people and they're like, geez, Rick, I, I, I just don't know what to post. And yeah. have you got ideas, which is why we came up with these 10 today. Absolutely. I hear, I hear from everyone and they don't know how to do it. They don't know what to do and it's too, you know, sporadic. So these very, were good. These were really yeah, good. Very so I got to get going. I got to get posting. You got to get posted. <laughs> giving me some great ideas. <laughs> well, some great ideas. So before we leave you, so 10 ideas, a lot of people also ask like, what's the frequency of posts? So mm -hmm. do I post every day? And, um, you know, when we work with individuals, we always suggest three to five posts per week. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's across multiple platforms, depending on where your customers hang out. Most of our B2B customers, we would argue on LinkedIn, Instagram horse coming up there. Right. But, I think as a business, you want to think the same way three to five times a week. And that's why we gave you 10. And ideally what you could do, hopefully when we talked about was create a calendar for your business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you can't do the lifting or the creative, the design, the video, whatever it is, because each of these topics could become videos as well as you can appreciate with the exception mm -hmm. of poll, maybe. But uh, anyway, we wanted to give you those 10 ideas today. They're great ones. Thanks for hanging out with us on this marketing show. And we'll see you next week. All right. Good job, Melissa. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of This Marketing Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please like, share, and subscribe to get the latest B2B insights to help you market and sell to win.